Hey Frank, how's it going? I'm good, Angelo. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Uh, we're recording this on the 6th of January. It probably won't come out for a little bit. Uh, but uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about how our year went. A year in review. Um, there's always a lot you can learn from the way someone approaches or doesn't approach a year-end uh, retrospective, as we like to call them. So um, let's let's just start by giving a thumbs up or thumbs down to how our 2018 went. Sure. How do you feel your 2018 went, Angelo? You know, uh, I met pretty much none of the goals that I set for myself at the beginning of the year, uh, which I, you know, set publicly on my blog. And uh, I don't really care. I still feel that 2018 was, at least as far as personal development and such goes, it was a really good year. So that's how I feel. I, I guess it's kind of a thumbs up then. But how about you? Um, yeah, so every year I have this this kind of ritual that I go through where I, you know, sit down and take the time to write a yearly review. And, and at the end of 2018, I sat down and, 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 you know, read my review, my review for the retrospective of 2017. And I was thinking to myself, like, wow, like, what did I set for myself as goals at the beginning of this year? Like, I couldn't even remember. So, as I was reading through this review, I quickly saw that, first of all, like, I accomplished nothing <laughs> that I set out to do in 2018, and also that all of these goals are still, like, really big, I don't want to say, like, problem points, but, you know, they're, they're things that I still want to do. So Things I you want to work on. Yeah, so I kind of feel bad in a way because I wasn't able to, you know, I didn't accomplish what I had set out to do. Um, however, there, there's a bunch of good things that happened in 2018. Like, kind of kind of like what you said, um, even on my side, I feel like personal development-wise, things have been really good. And I guess by other metrics, 2018 was very successful, but in terms of maybe like going indie and starting a company that isn't focused on contracting, maybe it wasn't so successful. And that was really my main goal for 2018. So I would give it kind of like a, eh, it's that sure. shaking hand in midair kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's really important that you point out that, you know, by, most metrics it was still a good year <laughs> you know like it's it's important to keep things in perspective um so you know i i transitioned from one job to another and while that was happening things were pretty stressful you know i spent a lot of time kind of very worried about what happens next like am i going to have trouble making rent for a, for a bit you know um and 
at the end of the day, uh, you know, I realized that, and and I focused on more importantly, I focused on the fact that uh, I'm okay. You know, everything is okay. Everything is going to be okay. Uh, so, what kind of freedom does that give me? What kind of you know like? What what can I give myself permission to be worried about, and what do I not give myself permission to be worried about? I guess um, so. But I understand what you know. The fact that you you said you achieved literally nothing that you wanted to get done, and I, I you know I, I feel that way too. Um, but I learned a lot from that, uh, mm. and and. I think the key thing that I learned was uh, if you're setting goals just for the sake of setting goals, you're setting yourself up for failure from the start, right? Yeah. Um, there's almost, I think, nothing. Let me see. I'm going through my list, which will be in the show notes. I think I hit about two of my 12 goals. Uh, One being to uh, write more often and the other to, you know, rework my my personal site and stuff, Um, which I did both of those things. Not maybe as much as I would have liked, but I did it. And in looking at the list, there's stuff like learning a new language, right? Okay. Yeah, I'd love to learn a new language. A lot of goal. Yeah, but like, which language? Uh, Right. By when? When do you know that you're like at the point of having completed that goal? Right. When are you? You you know, like mastery of the language, or like if I travel to a country, you know, uh, at the last episode we I, I talked about wanting to go to Japan because you were talking about having lived there for a bit. So if I say something more like I would like to learn enough Japanese to be conversational for my trip to Japan in two years, and I plan on doing it this, you know, working towards it this way, that would have been, I think, much more achievable rather than saying, learn a new language. Okay. It wasn't a very well-defined goal. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So how about this? What made it so those two goals like say writing more and reworking your website were the things that you got done versus everything else that you didn't get done is yeah. there something like is is there something there that you can kind of learn from that uh well i think on the i think they were they were related on the one hand i uh I wrote more because I wrote a lot, not uh, exclusively, but I wrote a lot about what I did to rework my website. I created a new new Hugo theme from scratch, released it as an open source project, you know, so there was a lot to discuss there. So writing more was easy um, because I was working towards that second goal. And I think I was able to work towards that second goal because I had a clearer picture of what I wanted to do and why I wanted to do it. You know, hmm. uh, part of it was just to uh, 
bring together a lot of like you know just take back the idea of a home page on the web of like Mm -hmm. this is where everything related to angelo lives and from there we syndicate outwards so i think having that sort of belief in the back of my head of like this is a thing that i should have or should do uh because it's something that i think is important you know and we we Mm -hmm. talked a little bit about this in our episode on habits about wanting to define things according to who you are rather than like the goal right? right link it to your identity or link it to the identity you want to have and then start building the evidence towards that so I think that's the main reason why it was easier to accomplish those goals. Um, I think some of the reasons why I didn't accomplish a lot of the other goals was in the example of learning a new language. Uh, like I said, I just did not define that very well in a way that was actionable, mm-hmm. right? But then there were other goals um, that were maybe defined a little too strictly. So one of my goals was I wanted to be able to back squat 225 pounds, two plates, you know. Uh, I am not an athletic person in any way, shape or form. But I want to get, I want to stay healthy. I want to stay limber. I want to, you know, maintain myself, you know. Right. So a little bit of like personal personal maintenance maintenance. i guess i don't know (laughs) um and i over the course of the year that's very doable even if you're starting from scratch just squatting the bar i had a really great program for doing this very effective program very targeted and efficient program but you know what uh it also turns out that i have tenosynovitis in my left hand that was getting very aggravated after Uh. four or five months so you know, I got up to about 155 pounds and just couldn't do it anymore, you know. And then I stopped going to the gym almost entirely. Hmm. Um, had I instead defined that as like, do 30 minutes of exercise five times a week, that would be doable because if part of that was doing weight training at the gym, that's fine. Mm-hmm. As soon as I started realizing oh i'm aggravating an injury here let me let me put a hold on that i i would have just naturally gone to some other option like like we running have a, or... yeah or we have a, a stationary bike here in the apartment you know like oh, okay. bike uh where you don't even have an excuse of like oh but it's raining out i don't want to go running because i'm a baby so yeah it certainly i want to be healthier uh, I want to be, um, I want to speak more languages. Why not? But I didn't define these things uh, appropriately. Right. So I think that's one of the reasons why those didn't work as compared to the ones that did work. Hmm. What about you? What about me? Okay, well, I guess the the goal that i was probably most successful with is uh the one about finally building my writing habit 
and I feel this was like so writing I I started off all right in the beginning of 2018 and then things kind of dropped off once I got my uh got my new contract and I got really busy with that but towards the end of the year uh so so my girlfriend and I uh we started scheduling uh what we call writing dates where we just you know sit down together um set up a pomodoro timer uh write for 25 minutes five minute break write for another 25 minutes uh take another five minute break and then if we feel like going on you know and then we see kind of play it by ear to see like how long we go and that's been really effective even if it's only been like maybe twice a week that we do it uh and but we've been sticking to it for like the past couple of months so that's great yeah i'm actually like really happy about that uh and that's what that's what's kind of helping me uh move my course along so i'm building an online course for ios development and it's helping like (laughs) it's it's really helping with that um a goal that i didn't achieve is you know making one dollar of product revenue so you know that first dollar is the hardest and yeah holy crap i can attest to it (laughs) uh so why do you think that didn't work out then just to ask you the same question that you asked me uh i don't know making things is hard i think we vastly (laughs) vastly underestimate how difficult it is to make things uh it's is it because i make all kinds of things that you know i'm just it's it's not so much that uh it's hard to do them it's just i guess maybe hard to do them well Mm. uh but there's there's this additional uh, if if you're talking about i want to make something that uh i'm charging people money for all of a sudden there's it's way more than just i'm making something right yeah like now you're trying to prove something to yourself you're trying to prove something to everyone else right that your 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 widget your service whatever is worth paying money for and that's that's uh, it's hard for me uh to really I don't know, just give myself permission to put things out there for money, you know, Yeah. which is weird. I, I have a couple of apps on the app store that I was charging money for at one point and then decided, you know what? I don't know if these are good enough. I'm just going to make them free, whatever. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm building this course is going to be free. But I'm building it as if it was a paid course because I want this to kind of lead into like future products and kind of mm-hmm. show what level of quality that you know people can expect. So I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to to build something that's really good. So well, that's great. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Um, and then business wise, uh, I wanted to start the training business in 2018 that didn't quite pan out 
I also wanted to put more effort into like building my building up my professional network, I guess, like especially like in the city of Montreal. Because uh, like right now my, my network is mostly right. developers, but the people who I'm going to be selling to are probably not going to be developers. So, so yeah, that, that makes sense. And, and as I started out the year, you know, I had a good idea, like with, with a lot of like, I had a good idea of the systems I needed to put in place, but I don't know. I feel like one of the stumbling blocks that I see myself getting into is that I'm constantly like working and planning at the same time. Right. And there's something that I've seen called like the eight week work cycle or like the X week work cycle where, Mm -hmm. you know, you plan where you plan work. You plan a certain amount of work for say like six weeks. You'll leave yourself one week to wrap things up and then you take like a week off. Uh, I think it's Sean Blanc that does this in his company. Yeah, that's right. That's where I first read about it. Hmm. I find that really appealing. So that's kind of, that's definitely something I want to try and, that's definitely something I'm going to do in 2019. Yeah, that's that's an approach I've taken for 2019, but that's a whole other episode. Um, <laughs> but very much kind of, um, uh, one thing that I learned is that, I'm trying to remember where I heard this, like if, if you're at you know at work and in a meeting and somebody floats a great idea uh, that's great but until that idea has a schedule and a budget it's never more than just something on a on a wish list right once you link a time frame and a dollar amount to it and, you know this is business we're talking about so you know whatever that's not necessarily true for your personal life, but once you link a time frame and some value to that, um, then it's a real project. So I don't like the idea of due dates for projects. It doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. but I do like the idea of a schedule for a project. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I'm using this year in 2019 to go from creating a wish list to a schedule of like, here's how I'm going to complete these things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and kind of to wrap things up on my end, I had like one other goal that was mostly like to stop snoozing. And that has been a complete oh and utter failure Right, you're not much of a morning person. Oh no, I'm not. As much as I would like to be. I'm absolutely not a morning person. Why do you want to be a morning person? I don't want to be a morning person per se. I just want to be able to I want to be able to wake up in the morning. <laughs> I I guess I mean, I understand that just because you know, uh we uh, for the most part, link our 
daily routines to the nine to five mm-hmm. uh, work week, right? Um, which is a terrible construct that does more harm than good. So if you're able to break that and work when you are at peak performance, um, that would be great. But for most people, that's not an option, right? Mm. They have to have their butt in the desk from nine to five. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, how much of an early bird do you want to be? Like, what are the key reasons for wanting to be an early bird? You know, like, right. But it comes naturally well, to me. Like, I, I wake up very early and I get a bunch of stuff done before my workday. That's fine. But I'm learning that if I want to try and get stuff done, I have to do it before my workday. Mm-hmm. If I try and do it after my workday, I'm I'm tapped out. There's nothing left. So... So that's why I'm I'm asking the question like, why is it so important to do thing to to be an early riser? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I can. So I don't like waking up early, but I like the person that I am when I do. Okay. Because I'm like you. Like I can get a lot of stuff done in the morning. I feel like it's a very productive time, especially especially before work. So, I kind of want to. I, I want to optimize for that. Uh, sure. That and also snoozing is like the most agonizing feeling in the world. It's it's the worst. It's like taking the worst part of your day and multiplying it <laughs> and having it happen over and over again every 15 minutes. <laughs> I feel like it's just not... You're right. <laughs> this That's, is not that... the peak of human experience, you know? like No, it's absolutely not. <laughs> So there you go. So so that's those are the goals that I had set out for myself in 2018 and that, you know, didn't quite pan out the way I wanted to. However, in 2018, some of my wins are that I started going to the gym regularly and I've been doing this for like 6 months now. So Nice. I'm really happy about that. You started a podcast? I started a podcast. With this guy. Oh, hi. And, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm getting more into, you know, that content creation game. And I'm really excited to to work that moving forward. What about yourself? What are your wins for 2019? For 2019 or 2018? Uh, 2018. Right. Uh, I think the biggest win was understanding having a better understanding of what I what I need to do meaningful work. And that came down to, you know, like one of the, the, the most fun things is hitting command N in Xcode and just creating a new project from scratch rather than going back and fixing things that are broken. Mm. Uh, and it's very easy to get distracted by the shininess of that. It's very easy to just be like, hey, this sounds like a fun project. I'm going to jump on that and do that. Um, but that doesn't give you anything. It doesn't necessarily do much for you beyond like create this this trail of like half-completed projects that you leave in your wake. Right. 
the side so, project graveyard. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so I learned a lot about needing to define who I want to be. Hmm. You know, at 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 several levels. You know, who I want to be as far as a um, a developer, what, where I want to focus, and why. Uh, who I want to be as, you know, a, a husband, a friend, a family member. Who I want, who I want to be as far as a a business person. You know, hmm. what kind of business do I want to run? Um, who do I want to be as far as a creator? You know, like what do I want to put out in the world? Uh, and also. I got very fed up with the idea of to-do lists and methodologies, right? There, there are some that are very effective, but um, this whole cargo cult of productivity is really, really getting on my nerves. Um, and I, I've started thinking more about how do you do things because it fits with your 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 needs and your energy levels and you're listening to yourself mm-hmm. rather than like just brute force your way through a project because you define yourself as a completionist you know that's that's a good way to pump stuff out into the world but i don't know if it pumps meaningful things into the world you know right so I'm I'm trying to take that approach with a lot of of projects these uh, this month uh, this this month this quarter this half this year you know uh, I I also so I mentioned this when I was talking about my my gym goals life gets in the way right and mm-hmm. instead of learning to course correct and giving myself permission to like just turn the wheel a little bit to avoid that obstacle, uh, I would just end up slamming on the brakes. So that's something that I learned to do is sort of, and I guess the driving metaphor is a good one. You know, you always want to spend half of your time looking at the top half of your windshield. So you see what's way down the road, right? You see what's coming up. Right. Um, and that gives you time to react. If you're not doing that, then you're just living life very, just reacting to what's happening right now rather than mm-hmm. towards something. So that was another thing I wanted to give myself permission to do is, you know, say it's okay. Just shift a little bit and do something a little different instead. And right. then finally, I, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, to that point, I think it's, it's important for us to, you know, look back, like, especially when it comes to like this year in re- review stuff, you know, I'm, I'm a bit hard on myself and I say like, oh, like, you know, 2018 was, you know, a failure. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I do it in jest, right? Like it's, I think it's important to be able to look back um, and, you know, look objectively, you know, like what worked, what didn't. And instead of just feeling bad about it. 
you know, you kind of, you try and pick out, you know, what, what can you learn? What can you correct? Absolutely. The next and, I, and I think it's a, a good idea to think about why you feel bad when you set these goals mm-hmm. for yourself and you don't meet them, right? Why do you feel terrible about it? Right. And part of it, I'm sure, is that, you know, you... If you spend any measure of time on, you know, social media, you're constantly being bombarded with like these messages of like, you're not good enough. You're not doing well enough. Look at what this person is is doing, you know, Hmm. in this space or whatever. Uh, Look at these great figures in history who accomplished, you know, so much with uh, six minutes of sleep a a month. (laughs) You know, like it's uh, all of and this is what I mean by this productivity um just nightmare that's out there Mm. you know uh is that it's time to say enough with this new form of keeping up i guess it's not really that new but this form of keeping up with the joneses it doesn't matter right if you can't ship a library in two weeks you know it doesn't matter. If you don't give a crap about the functionality, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If it's making you sick because you're putting so much time into it, it doesn't matter. Right. You know? Like true success, you don't achieve true success by adding more things. No, absolutely not. But how do you even define true success is, is part of the question, right? Yeah. So, you know, rich kids of Instagram, is that the definition of success? Like, I don't give a crap about owning a Lamborghini. Like, on these roads, forget it. (laughs) But I think that if every day I do a little bit better than I did the day before, uh, and I make the world a little bit better than the day before, and it doesn't have to be... You know, I've, I've talked about this before. It doesn't have to be some grand gesture, but just like, you know, picking up a bit of litter or whatever. Like, just open the going door through, for someone. Yeah. You know, if every day I do a little bit better than the day before, that's successful, you know? Progress is happiness. Any measure of happiness would be progress. No, that's, that's, that got really dark. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, we'll cut that out. Um, (laughs) Yeah, progress is happiness. Um, Happiness is, I think, maybe not for everyone, but for me at least, like, uh, happiness does come from progress too, you know, conversely. So, uh, yeah. I think the last thing that I learned, you know, like the big takeaway for me, was what I mentioned before about um, turning my wish list into a schedule because it gives me a much more holistic view of what I'm trying to do. Mm. Um, I I wrote about this recently uh, and was looking at the calendar and thinking, wow, that looks a lot like a chessboard. Now, what I've been doing up until now for a lot of my my projects is just kind of like pushing pawns around that board willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. 
that's not a good way to get a win. So being able to see things and be strategic about things, about how I get from point A to point B, applying focus to those things uh, is what becomes, I think, the, the right path, you know, towards succeeding at something. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's something that I'm 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 realizing and going to be applying a little deeper. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. Like to achieve the things that I want to achieve, I feel like first of all they're all well within my grasp, and all I need to do is simply show up every day and you know focus and you know put in the time and put in the work and that's it i mean it's not sexy but yeah but here's the here's the rub is that that's all you need to do it's it's that simple and yet we we struggle with that so much yeah absolutely so why? Why? I don't want to struggle anymore. I want things to be easy. Where's the magic, you know, pill for this? See, but like that's the thing. Like, I don't... I think some stuff will just... I don't want to say never be easy, but it'll never be as easy as we want it to be. Well, I, I am being facetious about things being easy. I don't think there's any joy that comes from doing easy things. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with you there. Like, especially when you, like, I don't know. I've read about, you know, say Stephen King's uh, writing habits. And essentially, he writes about it as if it's like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Where every morning, he locks himself in a room for four hours and just writes. And then, but that's it. Like, it, like that's where it starts and that's where it ends. And as long as he keeps that up, you know, as as much as he doesn't feel like doing it some days or like whatever, that's what he sticks to. And that's what, you know, that's what allows him to produce like this incredible output and like, you know, just incredible stories and incredible novels. And I feel like, you know, if it's not like, honestly, if it's not easy for him and he's a pro and he's been doing it for what like 20 plus years like i don't think it's easy for anyone yeah absolutely and you know you you suggested that so long as you keep showing up and doing it is great uh and i i think i'd want to tack on there so long as like when you don't make it you just don't throw your hands up and admit failure right right and you just Come back to it. Mm-hmm. Find some way to do something. Because as soon as you stop, you give yourself license to like just stay stopped. But then what happens when the goal you set, you don't meet? Um, and you tell yourself, that's, that's fine. That's okay. Uh, there was... Um, Daniel Steinberg on Dim Sum Thinking wrote a post called Plans. 
And he ends it off with I, what really stood out to me, saying, uh, in my mind, here's the difference. I might not get any or all of them done. He's talking about his goals there. But it won't be a failure so long as the things I did instead were more important. Hmm. And that's the hard thing. Because I think we, we, we lie to ourselves a little bit about what's important. Uh, because we're chasing some of the more high visibility wins, you know? Um, it's important to me to spend time with my wife. So I'm not going to say, forget that, because I have this project in OmniFocus, so I'm going to spend my evenings doing that instead. Never. Does that mean I won't get the opportunity to finish that as quickly as I'd like? Yeah, that's exactly what that means. Does it mean that I feel bad about it? No, because I did something else that was much more important. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I think there was one episode of the Hurry Slowly podcast that really drove that point home for me this idea of um, from a book called the Shambhala um, this idea of tender discipline where be disciplined about what you do but listen to what your body and your mind and your you know your your spirit is telling you about what you can and can't do mm -hmm. you know uh well, we've often talked about how, you know, introspection is important, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, I aim to be more deliberate about these things. That's all. And as you said, diminishing the scope a little bit. There are things that I want to get done. Uh, but it's fine if they live in a backlog for years. That's fine. Yeah. Because they're just not that important compared to other things. What about you? Any major takeaways or things you want to share on on 2018? Major takeaways from 2018. Oh my god. Um, I would definitely say taking on less things. <laughs> and making like more deliberate choices about what's important and what's not. Um, yeah, absolutely. I have a few projects that I've been uh, carrying around for for a few years and that, you know, I think it's pretty obvious now that they're never going to get done. So maybe... Are you, are you okay with that? Um, part of me is... Part of me is a bit sad that, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't say sad, actually. I would say frustrated. Part of me is definitely frustrated that I wasn't able to, you know, release these things when, when they were still, I guess, you know, important to me. But in a way, looking back, it's like, do I really want to release an app that, that, you know, is no longer important to me and then I need to support moving forward? Yes. You know, so that's kind of, I guess that's kind of like the flip side. And that's, that's how I'm trying to frame things 
in order to you know see things as what they really are that's a really really great point uh and it's something that i was thinking about a a lot as well Uh, i haven't done any updates for my apps in a while and i would like to but i don't know why i want to there's no like (laughs) strong they still work fine they don't look great on anything other than like a iphone 8 screen right but i i i i once was thinking what if for every product that you know we put out into the world and this was more in terms of like physical products like if the guy that invented i forget his name that invented the k-cup the keurig mm-hmm. you know coffee system if as part of the product life cycle developing the product had to live with all of the output all of the garbage that is generated by that product in their house for one year what would change Hmm. and so your point about maintaining something it's like this emotional garbage that you're bringing along if you really are not feeling the product anymore right and it's really hard to say i'm not interested in doing this anymore so here i'm either going to let it die or i'm going to let somebody else you know take it over right exactly and then then you get that whole event stream you know thing that happened with the npm (laughs) Uh, i don't know if you heard about that (laughs) yeah i did (laughs) so you you know and I'm not making any uh, any kind of judgment on what that developer decided to do or not do. I don't know what I would have done in the same situation. But when you put something out there, it's it's out there, and what do you do about it then? Right. You know, like how do you how do you manage people's expectations with regards to the things that you put out and how it's going to be supported? Because that's definitely part so, of it as well. So, yeah, but I mean, sunsetting something is done all the time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and to very popular and loved products like Google Reader, right, is is, yeah. is a famous one. Uh, uh, inbox. We, yeah, sure. So it, it can be done. People are not going to be happy, but they're also not going to be happy with a neglected product either. That's true. I think we won't be happy with a neglected product either that we put out. That's basically, I guess, what I'm trying to think about a little bit more is what am I okay with supporting for the rest of my life, maintaining for the rest of my life, right? What do I want to put my energy towards uh, maintaining? Uh, And what am I okay with saying, I don't want to do this anymore? So... Again, for me, that's like the big takeaway of 2018. <laughs> Take on less things. Because my, my side project graveyard is getting quite large. So I want to not only stop adding to it, but also start removing things from it. Because everything that's in that, you know, side project graveyard um, still has, you know, 
maybe like some piece of my subconscious, you know, some piece of me. Sure. Some piece of me still thinks like, hmm, you know, like, uh, when, like, when will I get this done? You know? And I just don't want, like, I don't want to feel that anymore. So, yeah, yeah that's I, a big thing for me. I don't, I, I'm, I'm really curious to find out um, how you approach doing that, the, the removing things from your graveyard. Uh, because I'm not sure how I would do it. I can, you know, wipe the directory from my hard drive. I can delete the project or whatever in OmniFocus. That doesn't mean it's not going to still take up some cycles when I'm thinking about stuff, you mm -hmm. know? So I'm very curious to see how you approach that. Me too. And I guess the second, like the second big takeaway for myself in 2018 is really like, how can I say? Like often we talk about how, you know, just worrying about showing up is going to move things forward. And even if it's not easy. And I feel like 2018 is the first year where I really started doing that. Yeah. And and by that, I mean, you know, plan setting time aside, you know, showing up no matter what, like even if it's inconvenient and doing the work and then, you know, now that I'm here and, you know, I can sit back and think about how do I feel like, you know, like how do I feel having done that? Like, honestly, it feels great. And even That's though awesome. in the moment, you know, it can be inconvenient or whatever. Uh, looking back, it's like, I'm really glad that past Frank did those things. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I forget who this was about. Um, I was listening to an interview and they were talking about how um, the hardest part was for somebody, I think they were in New York City, to like call the cab. That was their signal that, okay, I'm calling the cab and I'm getting into the cab to go to the gym. And until they called the cab, it was kind of like Schrodinger's habit. It's both happening and not happening at the same time, right? Um, so I get what you're saying. The, the The hard part is sitting, getting to starting, mm -hmm. you know? Once yeah. you get to the gym, once you open up your text editor, you know, uh, once you, whatever, then it, you've gotten over the hardest part of it. Oh, and third takeaway, it's kind That's of related to that. takeaways. But actually, I just thought of this. And, you know, thinking kind of like what I asked you before is like, where did, you know, I asked you like, how, why did your two goals, like, why did those two goals happen? Whereas the other ones didn't. And thinking about how, you know, say like, these things where I've been able to show up, like say, for example, going to the gym or, you know, sitting down to write consistently, like why has, why have these things stuck? It's because 
I don't do them alone. Like it's right. it's me and Shelly. So an accountability partner makes accounta- such a difference. Accountability goes a long way. So yeah, now definitely. you know I think about this and I'm wondering how can I incorporate this more into how I do things and how I get things done, you know? Yeah, for sure. So Side there you project have it. Saturdays. That's what you Side do. Project Saturdays. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm going to tack off one attack on one takeaway that I uh I learned um is take care of yourself. Hmm. Spend time making sure that you're okay. Because if you're not uh, then all of the productivity tips and tricks in the world are not going to help. Um, so approach, if you approach your to-do list as a form of self-care, if you approach kind of year-end or weekly retrospectives or reviews or whatever you want to call them as a form of checking in with yourself and seeing how am I doing? How am I feeling? You'll, I think, do better. If you're spending the year in pain because it's more important that you get stuff done, which is something that I was doing, um, you're not going to be effective. Hmm. So find a healthy place in your mind and in your body and nurture that and tie your try and tie your 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 goals to staying there and when things start to pull you out of those spaces ask yourself if it's really worth it i think that was one of the biggest lessons i learned and now on to 2019 onwards and upwards <laughs>